you've never heard of it or if you've never worked on a Davis-Bacon job, you, you just may not know about it, and that's okay. But we are trying to do our job to get out there and spread the word about what this act is, what it does, what it protects, and why it's there. You're listening to the Union Up Podcast, a podcast with conversations on issues facing business managers and local trade unions across the country. The idea of being paid a fair wage for a fair day's pay as a pathway to the middle class is a uniquely American ideal. But that would suggest that being paid fairly is a given. In 1931, the Davis-Bacon Act was passed to assure that the taxpayers' money was spent in the areas in which they live and that a living wage would be paid to the workers in that area that do the projects that are funded by the federal government. That prevailing wage law was meant to assure fair wages on federal projects. But as we'll find out today, the idea of fair wages and fair contracting and being in compliance with that Davis-Bacon Act is not always the case. And joining me today are two gentlemen who are, quote, boots on the ground, I guess you'd say, in the fight for fair wages in the state of Georgia. Jarrett Wade, who is an organizer for the United Association of Plumbers, Pipefitters, and HV. ACR Technicians, Local Union 72 here in Atlanta, which is one of the largest trade unions in the Southeast. And Chris Carr, who is by trade, Chris, you are uh, an operating engineer. By an operating engineer. But Chris is the compliance manager for the Georgia Foundation for Fair Contracting. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Hey, how you doing? So what is the Georgia Foundation for Fair Contracting and how did you get involved, Chris? Well, I, I got some training for my international and uh, I was enlightened on, on the tools that are there and the laws that are in place that just aren't being used in Georgia or the Southeast altogether. Um, so we are looking to pick up those tools and put them to use and follow up and make sure that uh, these prevailing wage, these laws are enacted in our area. They, uh, the Department of Labor is uh, pretty well underfunded and you know I don't think believe they're as motivated as uh, as I would be or tradesmen would be to um, look into these job sites and uh, talk to the guys and and see what they're getting paid and see if we see any discrepancies and then from there work work for them with them to uh, make sure they are getting paid correctly now there are contractors that mistakenly will make mistakes but there's contractors out there that will definitely they know what they're doing they're not paying the guys what they should be paying them and uh it's blatant wage theft so uh we're out for those guys we'd like to you know reel that in and uh those contractors are undermining any of the good contractors out there if they're going into bidding a job with the plan of uh you know well for lack of better words cheating uh, it undermines the whole system. So we need to expose them to make it a fair playing field for, for all contractors out there and to uh, make sure these guys are getting paid at least the minimum of the prevailing wage. So give me an example. What, what kind of jobs are you talking about where um, someone may be getting underpaid based on the Davis-Bacon law? All right. Well, they could be any, any and all crafts out there. Um, I'll just, I'll just use a, a bulldozer as an example. Uh, you know, there's a job not too far from here where <clears throat> I talked with the operator and he was getting paid, let's $21 an hour and bulldozer wage was 26. So there's obviously a, 
an indicator there that he's not getting paid what he should. And uh, I'll, I'll talk with him and, and see if he's interested. And, and it's, you know, they're not for the most part because they don't want to get fired. They don't want to be, you know, pointed out. They don't want to say anything because they know that they may not be there very long and their paycheck means a lot to them and their family. Are they aware that they're of the wage scale that they should be getting paid or are they just getting paid what the contractor tells them they're getting paid and, 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 you know, so be it. Right. Well, they're supposed to be notified and have a, a board with the wages up on a board, uh, uh, somewhere on the job, preferably by the trailer or where, where employees might check in at, in or at, at the end of the day. Some of these job sites are, are large where it might be long, where it's more difficult to do. But on this job, there was no posting. There is no posting. And that, that's another violation um, by the, the Department of Labor. But, um, yeah, they don't know. They don't even know that they're working on, on some jobs. Some jobs they know. Some contractors do a good job of letting them know, put the postings up like they're supposed to. They all know going into bidding on the job what's expected. It's all laid out there for them. Some of them choose to do it. Some of them don't choose to do it. Um, so, yeah, quite often – the employees have no idea. These particular ones had no idea. And uh, so, Jarrett, what, what, what is the incentive for, is the incentive for the, the contractor to keep the, the employee in the dark or, or what, what would motivate them to pay them $21 when they, should, when by law they should be paying them $26 an hour is that example? Well, yeah, the biggest thing is that there's no enforcement. So they know they can get away with it. Um, unfortunately, like uh, Chris was saying earlier, the Department of Labor is is underfunded, um, and for whatever reason, they, they just haven't done their job as far as enforcement goes um, on the Davis-Bacon Act. So that's where uh, organizations such as ours with the Georgia Foundation for Fair Contracting come into play, and we're going to go out and do that because um, that's, that's our mission. We care about workers, and we want them to get paid what they're supposed to get paid uh, by what the law says. And uh, we also want to penalize the contractors that are not doing right. Um, they need to know that, hey, there is somebody out there that's paying attention to this. We're being looked at now. We're being watched now. Um, we need to start doing the right thing. And what that does is that balances things out. That moves one scale down, the other scale up, and, and it makes contractors uh, competitive across the field, no matter what kind of contractor it is large, small, union, non-union, they're all on the same level playing field, which is why the law was created in the first place. So there's no enforcement on the back end either. In other words, if someone bids a federal job that's under the Davis-Bacon statute, is there not some sort of, you know, documentation they have to have to say, okay, we did this and we paid these people this, et cetera? There is. Um, they, a, a contractor that's doing a, a, a job, uh, that's underneath the Davis-Bacon Act, they have to submit certified payroll weekly with the amount of workers that they have working, what each of their classifications are, um, and what they're paying them. Unfortunately, nine times out of ten, that's submitted to the DOL, and that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, you may get uh, every once in a while where the DOL steps in and says, you know, we are going to do a compliance check. Um but more times than not, that doesn't happen, and that, that, that's where we come in. We're going to do that compliance check. We're going to look at those uh, wage sheets by submitting FOIA requests, which is a Freedom of Information Act request. 
um, for public records. We're going to submit that, pull those records. We're going to look at it, and we're going to compare what they're being paid from their certified payroll to what the wage determination is for that area. Um, so, uh, example, um, you know, wage determination for plumbers and pipe fitters here is is the prevailing wage, um, which is the union wage here in Atlanta, of uh, thirty one sixty eight an hour on the check. If they're being paid any less than that, uh, then they're not getting what they should be paid. And that's where uh, we'll take that information and we'll file a complaint on their behalf and, and try to get them the money that they're owed. So your members, are they aware of this more so than a, a non-union contractor? I mean, what are they? Yeah. Um, yes and no. I, I think they're definitely more aware than, than the non-union sector workers. Um, but there's even, you know, unfortunately, there's there's still membership uh, that, that probably doesn't know about it, and that's okay. Um, you know, if you've never heard of it or if you've never worked on a Davis-Bacon job, you, you just may not know about it, and that's okay. But we are trying to do our job to get out there and spread the word about what this act is, what it does, what it protects, and why it's there. Yeah. So, Chris, what, what are you doing in terms of you were talking about getting um, – uh, some partners in academia involved in this project. What? What? Tell me about that, and what does that afford you to, the op- opportunity to be able to do? Yeah, they they just bring in a different dimension, like you said earlier. Uh, Jared and I are more boots on the ground types of guys. We come from the field, and then there's a, a lot that the higher learning brings to the table. You know, they the, from the political side of things to analyzing. Um, keeping track of things, um, writing papers um, from the political take of things. They could, they're good at talking with politicians and seeing what we could do to uh, firm it up more or get more of it. You know, here in Georgia, we only have the federal prevailing wage. A lot of, a lot of uh, states out there have a state prevailing wage, and there's also some cities that have prevailing wages. So we're only dealing with the federal prevailing wage here in Georgia. And uh, it's a tough state to work in as far as uh, wages. I mean, hell, the the, um, minimum wage is $5.15 an hour here in Georgia, $2 below the federal. uh, Minimum wage is $5.15 an hour? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it's startling. It's like why in the world is, I mean, heck, seven with the federal government is, extremely low i mean who, who could live on that possibly and, you know the last time it's been touched I, 15 years ago or something like that you know yeah i mean obviously the federal supersedes the, the state minimum wage but still just the fact that it's still written in georgia law that it's five fifteen an hour just shows you just goes to show you that i don't think many people care about what people are making so would the politicians say well look you know the, the federal uh, minimum wage is seven we we comply with that so look we're in compliance you know yeah. go pound sand or what right pretty much i think more or less that's what they're 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 thinking and so so these these papers this these academics that are uh, you know working with you what are what are they what are you hoping that they'll do to bring light to it to to write content about it what what are the things that you would consider a success well they i mean they could help change things drastically here in georgia i mean what if they were to help us get a state prevailing wage or even a city prevailing wage in atlanta you know it'd be a big step in the right direction you know there's a big problem here with uh, uh housing being affordable to 
Atlant- Atlanteans, you yeah. know, and, and construction makes up one third of the economic, um, you know, output here. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, you don't have to make affordable housing. How about let's meet in the middle? Let's have some livable wages to where you can afford a, a house in Atlanta. And so if they were to have a prevailing wage in Atlanta, that's something they could work on. So all the projects that are used with Atlanta's money would have a prevailing wage on it where, you know, there's some standards. And you could also work in the younger people coming in, apprentices and such from the area where you could build the city, make a very healthy city with, you know, good, decent wages where you could live here simply. You know. So where does that start, Jarrett? I mean, does that start at the employee level? Does that start at... Uh, um letting employees know that they're getting screwed or or like how do you start that conversation to put pressure uh up the up the food chain so to speak to be able to 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 change that law to change that uh i guess you'd say practice i I think so i mean kind of working from a a bottom-up theory you know being boots on the ground and and having a uh, a background in organizing and and um just knowing what I deal with on a daily basis, um, workers is what we do. Workers is what we represent. You know, that's what we're all about. So, yeah, I definitely think that starting from the bottom, going out and visiting these job sites is huge. Um, we do a lot of research and pull up um, a lot of different jobs that are Davis-Bacon. You can research them. There's different websites you can get on. Um, and then getting the information and going out there, uh, physically going out there and making conversation with the workers, talking to them, asking them, uh, hey, uh, you know, did you know this is a Davis-Bacon job? Just starting with that simply. When you ask that question, how many people out of 10 know it's a Davis-Bacon job? <laughs> uh, maybe two. four out of 10. Maybe. I was going to yeah. say two. Yeah, 20 to 30, 40% maybe. Uh, if it's a bigger project, um, Say like um, CDC, for example, being built, new CDC building, something like that. People, for whatever reason, tend to know. They know that CDC is, a, a, I guess, a government entity. And it's just kind of maybe word of mouth they understand a little bit more. But um, maybe on a, a project that's not uh, so big, something like that. Um, or maybe out of the city, you know, more rural areas. Yeah, rural area, uh-huh. um, like um, maybe a senior assisted living home or something like that a lot of times has – Davis Bacon money in it, but people don't understand. They don't know. Um, so yeah, the, the education portion of this is huge. Getting the worker to understand um, this is what you're supposed to be paid. This is what this this act is about, and just getting that info out there. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we can only do what they want to do. If they want to pursue anything, if they are not being paid correctly, that's on them. Uh, but we're we're going to do our part and get that info out. Why would they not, if if they found out that, to use your example, Chris, they were getting paid twenty one dollars when they were supposed to be getting to, paid twenty six dollars an hour? Why would they not say anything? Yeah, that's the that's a mystery to Jared and I. That's for sure. But you know they're concerned about losing their job. Uh, yeah. You know they may have been working with this person for a long time, be a personal friend of theirs, um, and. They, they can't, they don't want to risk it. They're not interested. And, uh, and you know, that it goes a long way, especially down here in the South for some yeah. reason. Are they, they, are there safeguards in place for someone who voices their opinion that they would not get 
I mean, or are they just make up some reason to fire them or what? How? How's yeah, that work? yeah, there, there is, and the way we're set up, we're we're getting set up to where they can uh, contact us anonymously, or, or we'll keep you know their information private as we would at any time because we understand the situation that uh, they're coming from. Right. So, some guys very rarely though are will are willing. You know, they might be disgruntled, and yeah. those aren't always the funnest guys to deal with either. But you know. because you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to punish the contractor as much as you want to reward the worker for the wages they are they are rightly entitled to. Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly don't want the contractor to think this is a light situation. We want them to, you know, not do it again. Right. So, but. But that's not the that's not the modus operandi. That's not the goal. The goal is is to stand up for the workers, so that the worker knows what they're entitled to. Yes, yes. And what they what they what they should rightfully be paid, right? Yeah, I mean, the workers are coming first and foremost with us, but we also want to, you know, there are good contractors out there, and right. we do want to, you know, we want them to get the jobs, not the people that are undermining everybody else. You know, right. <clears throat> You you chuckled. What were you chuckling? What were you thinking? Well, I was just thinking, like, you know, in the process of uh, enlightening the worker, if, you know, so be it if the contractor uh, goes down in some situations, you know. I mean, yeah, we don't, um, like like Chris said, we just, we don't want them to think that it's a, a light situation. It, it is. It's something serious. You're, viol- you're violating Stealing a from them. federal law. Right. It's wage theft. Right. Um. So in the process of helping the worker um, and getting that, getting them that information, if the the con, you know, nine times out of ten, contractors find out they 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 um, hear word that we're on site or they know who we are, they do their research and figure us out. And uh, a lot of times there might be some some words out on the job site, and they they're disgruntled with us. So be it. Yeah, uh, they don't. That's our job is to get out there and, and put this information out. Shame on that contractor for not obeying the law yeah and if they go down uh you know that's on them you're listening to the union up podcast a podcast with conversations on issues facing business managers and local trade unions across the country hosted by rutland walker founder of union up union up develops marketing programs that help local trade unions to recruit new members grow market share and increase contractor roles for more information visit unionup.net so how do you get out there during COVID-19? I mean, are you, are you limited uh, access on job sites and that kind of thing? How are you getting that word out during these COVID months? It's been a little different. Depends on the job, really. Some jobs are more strict than others, which um, is whether it's in a, you know, a pandemic like this or not. Some jobs are just harder to get on than others. There's maybe security guards, gates, things like that. Other Especially jobs, federal jobs, I would think. Right. Typically, there's somebody at the gate. Um, but a lot of times the, the, the gatekeepers, we call them, um, we just tell them what we're there for. Uh, we're telling, we're there to speak with some workers, got some questions to ask them. A lot of times they'll let us on site, you know, as long as we check in and don't cause any disruptions. Uh, other sites you can just walk right on. So I, I honestly really don't know if COVID's had that great of an impact. Uh, I don't, uh, I, I don't think all these guys have been working right through it anyways. Yeah. You know, right. they, they've had a wear a mask or make some adjustments but i mean construction hasn't really stopped or anything yeah. like construction that construction is are, essential we're man. essential yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh and you know being jared and i come from the field like i put on my i know how to get on the job site i've been doing it for a long time so right. <clears throat> i got no problem 
for the most part. Yeah. Some are there's some more security, but uh, we'll we'll. You Acting know. like you belong there. Is, is, yeah, is, maybe yeah. we uh, might have one of our someone we know that's working on there, and they can help help the, with with us and getting the message out that hey, there's people out there that will help you. You don't need to go to your front office, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, things of that nature. Um, what What do you say? Have you had any conversations from the HR standpoint, like an you know a, a bigger contractor with an HR department, that kind of thing, or are they? Uh, I could say I come across a job site where they had an HR person in place that was going out and making sure everybody was getting paid. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. You know, I didn't have much to do on that one there, but uh, right. I mean, that's uh, the, that's ideally yeah, what you want. You know, they were a good contractor taking care of business, you know, and, uh, and it's like, well, hats off to you. We'll move on. You got nothing to worry about if you're taking care of your business and, and, uh, you know, we move on to the next guy. Right. But, um, uh, what what percentage of people are playing by the rules on those jobs? Would you say? Do you have any idea? I'm guessing right now, but I'd say about thirty percent. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we got you know seventy not. Yeah. So I'm looking online, uh, prepping for this interview, and and looking at National Alliance for Fair Contracting as an example, and then there are lots of other states that have you know, websites and information and literature out there about it in their particular state. And it's very little in the Southeast. Why is that? I, I think it's a, it's a cultural thing for some reason. It's just not down here. And, um, you know, we are looking to bring it down in this area. Other parts of the country are very successful using the tools that have been fought for in the past and applying them. We have a lot of work to do here in the Southeast and Georgia specifically, you know, because the prevailing wage is only set by surveys that contractors need to participate in. So if the participation is not there, then the wages lay dormant and create a stagnant pattern. Right. So it can work for you. It can work against you. And if, if we don't encourage our contractors and do every contractors period to participate, these prevailing wages will remain so low. I saw prevailing wages on a wage determination from 2012 the other day. You know, I mean, it, and the guys on that job weren't even getting paid that amount. So it, it just gets really stagnant. It's not good. So we got a lot of work. It's not just, you know, policing this job. We got to make sure the surveys are up. Our mm -hmm. own crafts are turning in their yeah. uh, wages. Instead, getting it done because I know it, it's difficult to have good connections with the Department of Labor. Well, they will take care of the business that they're they're supposed to respond to an email that you send them. Things mm -hmm. like that. Fortunately, we have some help from our internationals that will uh, that been doing it a long time and know the key people to get to which it shouldn't be like that you know what i mean it, it should i send an email to the department of labor i should get a uh you know acknowledgement that they received my email at, at a minimum i think you know hey we're working on it that's all i'd really like to hear right out the gate you know but um yeah you know we got uh, under five percent union density here in georgia uh, just like uh, south carolina north carolina virginia and then you got florida just barely breaking out over the five percent in alabama and tennessee's under five percent you know it it's disturbingly low uh union um density here in the southeast and and when you look at a map where, where the foundations for fair contractings are set up they have more union density yeah and you know this is something that's not going to happen overnight 
but if we don't get started, it, you know, we're just going to stay in that same puddle, I think, in that same stagnant position in this job. Now, if we were to focus on these federal jobs and get them straightened out and union contractors don't have anything to worry about because they're setting the prevailing wage nine times out of 10. So, you know, those employees are getting their fringe, they're getting their insurance, they're getting their pension and they'll let you know if they're not getting it, you know right. what I mean? So, you know, they're good. And, um, so with the, with a lot of, uh, talk, both parties really talking about infrastructure is a big, is a big, Yes. Hot button moving forward here. I get real hot. Yeah. What does that mean to the Southeast in terms of prevailing wage? That seems to me like there would be a lot of Davis Bacon work in that, in that, uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. We, I mean, we could see a lot of activity coming up possibly, uh, Absolutely. with this cause it happened back in 08 with uh, stimulus, uh, money for the economy back then that was federal money put in. So there was a lot of activity in that, um, so that's a, that's a big time opportunity for you guys. Yeah, we should be ready. We should be in place and 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 know what we're doing and how to do it and and have you know everyone that we can contact uh, with knowledge of it, and it could be coming our way and you know we could uh, get set up for it. Be ready. Yeah, is that is that something that you guys talk about a lot? That that the sort of coming, uh, not storm, but you know, coming activity of of uh, infrastructure. Uh, for for me, no, because it's right now. You know, yeah. we could. There's so much to do right now. I don't need to wait for or even. Right. I mean, it's a thought. It could be coming down the pipe, but uh, I mean, I got plenty right now. Yeah, front exactly. Me, you know, so it's like, psh, psh, man, we got tons to do right now. I don't even need to. Th- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm ready for when that comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. we got some more people willing to help, and you know, things like that. So, what happens with an employee that? Uh, you know, where can they go? How can they voice their, uh, you know, opinion around not getting paid what they feel like they should be getting paid without the fear of getting terminated or, you know, not rehired once they, once that job completes, well, we're just not going to rehire you for the next job we do or whatever. What, what couldn't, what can they do? Well, you know, I think Christmas and mentioned earlier that, you know, everything's confidential. Um, you know, say we go out to a job, talk with a worker. You know, a lot of times we we visit job sites multiple times. Uh, it's not just a one-time thing. You know, we may go out there, and depending on what kind of feedback we get, tells Chris and I what we need to do next, okay? And that could mean we get really positive feedback from the workers. They're really interested in us helping them, and it's, well, we're going to go back out, you know, we're going to go back out there next week. Because um, maybe the first time you're out there, it's a lot of times it's usually really quick because you, you're not sure of the job. You don't know if you're going to get run off or not. So it's quick. You hand them a card, you tell them who you are. And if they seem receptive, you talk with them for a minute or two because they're working too, you know, so you don't right. want to take them away from their work um, and, and get them in trouble. Um, but if they're interested and say, yeah, yeah, I would like to talk more. Okay. Well, we're going to go back out there, you know, in a couple of days or, or next week and uh, see if we can talk with them again. And if that's the case, we do. You got to befriend these people. You you got to become their friend. You got to get them to trust you, or you get nowhere. That trust has to be set, and it's got to be set high. Um, and it takes time to do that. And eventually, uh, the goal is to try and get them to where you can sit down with them and meet with them outside of work when they're not working. Take them out to lunch. Take them out to dinner. Whatever. That's where you can get in 
uh, to the details of what's really going on with them. Um, and then you can go from there. And nine times out of ten, a contractor's not going to know. You know, you know, they may see you talking with him that first initial job site visit or, or the, the time that you go back. But, you know, there's so many people on a job site. Typically, they're not they're not they don't know. They don't think anything about it. Right. You know, they don't know who 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 who, who they don't know who his employee is talking to, you know. Yeah. And we got uh, you know, we're just launching right now. So we got uh, a website coming. And we'll have cards to where they could get it to the workers with the website on there. We'll also have hard hat stickers with, with uh, the, the the website on there. Um, and so we want everyone to know about the Georgia Foundation for Fair Contracting. We just we want everyone with stickers on a website they could go to. You know, it's uh, but so, there will be a place for that yes. person to put their information in, and say, "Hey, man, yes. I think I'm getting in yes. the website." There's an area where you can put in your information, and you know, we we note on there that. This will be confidential, and so now we're going to go run back to your boss with your information or something like that. And um, and same thing for contractors too. If a contractor's, you know, maybe it might be his first federal job he's bid on, and he's like kind of worried about the Georgia Foundation Fair Contracting checking him out or something, or he doesn't want to, you know, he right. just wants to make sure he's doing things right. Well, he's welcome to reach out to us too, and, and you know, well, hey, this is what you know we look for. This is what you need to do to stay compliant. And you're good to go, man. Enjoy, um, you know. But for the other other ones, we want them to know that we're out there and they're being watched too, so that they tighten up and, and uh, act right. What's uh, the What's the URL going to be, or, or or what is the URL? GeorgiaFairContracting.org. G A. Okay, and I'll put that at G A FairContracting.org. Yes, and I'll put that in the liner notes as well. And uh, it's not it's in, under construction at this moment. Uh, but by the time this goes out, it should be up. Um, so yeah, looking forward to getting the word out there and letting people know. Who else is involved in this project? You two guys on the on the ground. Again, we're launching and we'll <laughs> be going to all over Georgia and getting with other organizers. And you know, we have higher uh, education involved, but I I don't want to name names and such okay. right now because it's premature yeah um you know i'd love to talk to you again in a couple months or so yeah. and go hey we got this and we got that and uh but it's we're, we're just getting going with this baby and uh getting pumped up to where you know we, we need somebody in this area or people a team of people is really what we need yeah. that are just doing this kind of work at all times and making sure we got this covered you know, seems like uh, you would need to have people on the job site that are self-advocating. You know, if if they are, they understand what their what their rights are. Right. Um, you know, spreading that gospel, so to speak, among the mm. among the job site. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ho- hopefully, we have some union members on the job, and you know, some might be union, some won't. And you're rubbing elbows with them. We got someone that we can talk to on on the union side. Hey, why don't you talk to them, guys? Hand some of our cards out. If you know it. We can't be out there all the time, and and we're not supposed to be out there to begin with. Of course, the contract would be like, well, where's your safety sticker on your helmet and this kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, they can be out there, and you know, we got we got to use whatever resources we can. And we may not have any union contractors out there, or union members, and you know, we got to make a friend like like uh, Jared was talking earlier. You know, get to know them. You know, and uh, and we we Jared and I should be multiplying here, meaning we're gonna 
talk with other organizers throughout the state and 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 even just our members at our union meetings and wherever we can to get them at least understanding it where to go you know the website the card um are the business managers for the locals in the southeast are they all aware of this are they are they uh, do they have things going on in their own states and that kind of thing or you guys lone wolves I think we're lone wolves right now. <laughs> Definitely lone wolves right now. Not not in the southeast. It's, we're just Georgia. We'd love to, you know, but we got a lot of work right in front of us. And uh, you know, I think a a lot of managers there. We got support, but a lot of people aren't gonna jump on board until you got some some good hard stuff in front of you. You got some wage stuff that you produced, and and that's yeah. totally understandable. And, uh, you know, we got a little kickstart here gone. We got a little bit of funding to help with a website and things like that to where, you know, hey, that, you know, we got We got to produce. So right. if we don't yeah. produce it. That's the end of it. But uh, are you having any conversations with local politicians or does that matter? It matters a lot. It matters a lot. And yeah. not at this point. We're not. Right. Not. You know, but I would say, you know, myself or Jared aren't directly having conversations with the politicians but all of our we you know we're we're part of the the building trades also so we are keyed in with politics we are knowing who and who's not would be in favor of something like this so you know we see good things to come with this because this goes either way on either side of the table democrat or republican well the davis bacon act was passed by a republican congress was it not uh, as far as I know, it was. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a it's not a political thing, even though people want to make it a political right, thing. It's right. a it's a fair wages, living wage, middle class thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's universal. Meaning, you know, taxpayers want want to see the money get to the little guy. Right. You know, I mean, and whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I think we both, you know, feel the same way on that. I think know. a pathway to the middle class is still an ideal that almost everybody yeah, in this country, absolutely. as divided as we are, almost everybody in this country can get behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing, is, is taking it out of that politics ping-pong game and, and, and talking about it mm-hmm. from the perspective of the rank-and-file worker who's trying to feed his or her family. Absolutely. In, in a world where we're slowly seeing the middle class shrink unfortunately uh an organization such as this you know going out and and um trying to enforce these fair contracts is a way to grow the middle class back to what it used used to be back to what it should be right you know if the middle class fails we're doomed absolutely and that's that is the 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 marching orders that you guys yeah yeah and Man, if you're going to work and working construction like what we're talking about, you're working. You know, right. I mean, you you're deserving a a decent wage. Absolutely, you know, you're giving it up. Not to mention a decent set of benefits, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean, that's good for the country too. I mean, what are you going to do with no retirement or anything? You're just going to be leeching off the system probably if you're if you're in that bad of shape, which it looks like a whole lot of people will be. Yeah. Yeah, and when you're 30, you don't always think about no. your shoulders uh, wearing out at 55, oh, but man. they do, man. We yeah. run into them guys all the time, man. I got 20 grand in my 401k. I'm good. It's like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> got a long road. Yeah. yeah, you too will get old, my friend. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, listen, gentlemen, thank you so much. I want to say one more time that the, the website is gafaircontracting.org. Um, if you want any information on these guys, I will have it in the notes. Um, uh, and thank you for joining us. Hey, we appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to Union Up, a podcast with conversations on issues facing business managers and local trade unions across the country. For more information on this podcast or to help your local grow, visit unionup.net.